Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Rebel. Vicious. But brilliant. Deal with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello everybody, welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Thank you all for being with us. Uh, we're a day early. All will become clear very shortly. Um, uh, we're going to do the same, same sort of thing, pre with the Blackpool, pre with the next game, round up any news that we can find that is Rotherham United related. And we might have a bit better idea of team lineups going into this Saturday than we did last Saturday. Um, and we'll sort of go from there. Uh, Mick is back with us. How are you doing, Mick? All good, mate. Thank you. You very, very good. Very Excellent. good, even though we are a day early. Uh, <laughs> unusual. We're doing this on a Wednesday night. It's putting me off. Uh, Danny, how are you doing? Uh, I was in a bit of a rush, to be honest, lads. Uh, I'm not used <laughs> to it being on Wednesdays. <laughs> but we're all right, rear, and uh, stay tuned, everybody, because oh, this is the doozy. Why we're early. <laughs> yeah, there is good reason. There are good reasons behind this, which will become clear uh, at the end of the episode. What I'm going to do first of all is welcome aboard a new partner that we are working with. Working with them, I mean, they're not the right word, supporting Kimvo Sports, are a new local sportswear company uh, coming up in the area. They've asked us to sort of promote them um, where and can they. Especially if you're looking for new kit suppliers for the next, next football season, six aside, five aside team, if you need a kit, you go onto the Kimvo's website, which is kimvosports.co.uk. Uh, you can have a look at the, the kits and stuff that they have on there. They're going to be helping us out with a couple of a uh, couple of gear as well. We're going to get some nice caps with the New York Talk logo all over them, which look lovely. And there is a code to you. If you want to percent off, you can use code NYT, which will give you some place stuff. Like I said, they're a local company. We want to help um, sort of push forward. Uh, so thank you very much to Kimbo for helping us with a few bits as well. Um, we have in the comments, Powermad, John Hensby, Harry Kelwick, Josh Hinchliffe, Kim Haywood. And John Morell says, Harry Suter, special guest. Ooh, I'll get my popcorn. That'd be good, that, to be fair, mate. Do you think, what, what, do you think if one of those people, Harry Suter, became face-to-face with him, your opinion would change quite quickly? Um, yeah, possibly. He might be a lovely <laughs> lad. <laughs> I think he's very big. Yeah, yeah. So pro- if I met him face-to-face in person, in there, my opinion may well change extremely quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So, by talking about Blackpool, we may as well just talk, briefly talk about their last game, which was on Tuesday night against Huddersfield, which has related, <laughs> uh, caused them changing manager. Um, so, I suppose that's two sort of United related things to go on. But we'll talk about the game first, Danny. Um, almost a perfect result. Blackpool, neither team won. And the team that we're facing next have got a man suspended for the next game. I mean, other, other than three more of those red cards, how much better could it have been for us? <laughs> well, you need to consider as well that um, Charlie Good is also injured with some sort of hamstring thing hamstring, as yeah. well. Um, so not to disrespect Blackpool or anything, but it almost seems a bit of a, well, you know, you only got a point against the other relegation rival. One of your strikers has been suspended and one of your defenders is injured. So it's just like... Mm. I'm trying not to get too big-headed about it, lads. So let's let's just put it like that, because it'd be the most Rotherham United thing to do, to go, yep, yeah, we have a fair shout here, and lose 1-0. Like, I can see it. Hmm. Well, I agree. It would. It yeah. would be the very, very most Rotherham United thing. These things can work two ways, though, Mick, to, you know, to put a neutral sort of head on it. That can really galvanise a club. You know, going down to 10 men, going behind twice, coming back twice... You know, one of your best players coming off. You know, I don't know if he's one of the best players. I don't know how he's been he's been performing, to be honest with you. But that Mick McCarthy is the type of manager that can use that and sort of say, right, look what you've done when you've been kicked in in, in you know what. This is what you can do and move forward. So it it could hamper us a little bit, maybe. Yeah, he's he's got the um, uh, <laughs> he's got the touch of Neil Warnock's about him, only in that sense. Mm. You know, everybody's against us. Uh, he's another Yorkshireman, and he it's that sort of. Um, that sort of attitude. So, yeah, it's possible. Uh, it depends what he's working with, doesn't it? We don't know really what he's working with in terms of quality uh, within that squad. Um, I know when we played him earlier on in the season, they were dire at our place. Yeah, they were. So, listen, it's going to be a tough game. They're scrapping for their lives. Um, we are not at this moment scrapping for our lives. However, a, a, a couple of bad results and we will be. So, you know we've got we've got to build on what we've uh, what we've done in the last three games um, and play the same, in the same fashion or the same with the same intensity against the lower clubs in the division like we have done with the with the, the higher ones. But um, in terms of last night, yeah, it was probably the perfect result for us that Tuesday night. Um, and you know they're going to have to grab they're going to have grafted hard to mm. uh, to to pull. Well, I say that. You know, you would have thought you would think they were going to add to graft hard, but having listened to the uh, now sacked Huddersfield manager, I'm not convinced he he thought that was the case for him to to, to come from behind twice. So, have you seen? I don't know. I can't remember which, whether it was the first or second goal. Uh, have you seen the defending for what, no. either of the Blackpool goals? It's one of the worst bits of defending. It's one of them sort of it's a pinball sort of type defending, but the, they had so much time, all time in world. But they just mm. still shanked it anywhere, which bounced off somebody else, which bounced off somebody else. Very good finish, but they had about four chances, four chances to clear it with this field. Yeah, and they've done it, which is uh, well, really, well, cost him his job, unsurprisingly. Yeah, um, yeah. Power UK says, "God, Blackpool were garbage. If we don't beat them, we must be bad." Um, <laughs> yeah, those type of things can come back to bite us on the backside. To be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> Um, yeah, they've had a change in management, Danny, since we played them. Blackpool, we beat them 3-0, and this probably won't surprise many Blackpool fans if you're listening. They are the worst team I've seen at New York Stadium this season. They were dire. Um, did change in management for both teams. I think I think that was 
the previous manager's final home game, I think. Uh, could be wrong. Should probably should, should have probably checked that before I came out, came out with it, to be honest with you. Um, but the point is, it's two very, very different teams now. Very, very different teams. And they will hope they've improved, but they don't seem to have improved much. No. Um, I mean, with Blackpool at New York, I mean, I don't think they were the worst team overall. I mean, Reading yeah. and Blackburn have got a fair shout with that. Um, yeah, even Sheffield no United as well. No, that's a wind up, never mind. Um, <laughs> but... Billy Sharp, he's saying wind up. <laughs> oh, Ray, Ray, Billy Sharp wants to do an interview about me and how much I've rattled him, that's fine. But to do it about a National League team, that's just somewhere else entirely. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to find uh, the link to it now. Um, um, off the Line blog did the, um, the transfer table thing, which was actually a really good read, so fair play. On that, he's got us top. Well, he has or they have, <clears throat> if it's a team, man, whatever. Uh, they've got us top of the transfer list for January, which I quite like, to be honest. Don't like the League One reference, but anyway. And um, where's he got? And I mean, he's got Blackpool as third. So okay. two teams that have strengthened quite a bit in the January window and sorted them sends out are going together. Um in sort of a relegation scrap, I suppose, of sorts. So it will be very, very interesting to see, to coin my phrase, very interesting to see how we line up because, you know, it is effectively two different teams to when we met at New York earlier in the season. Mm. Like I say, Blackpool didn't turn up at New York, but I think the impetus is now on us to turn up at Bloomfield Roads and show them how much we have strengthened and how much we are together now. Because I think we, at New York, we played them at the right time. We were on that... Yeah. That crest, that high at the start of the season. Thankfully, we didn't play him in the little ruts that we had because I think Blackpool would have beaten us, if I'm being completely honest. Same with Huddersfield. We played them maybe at the wrong time and lost to him. But we're playing Blackpool sort of the right time where we're on a little bit of an upward curve again. Um, so yeah, yeah it, it's a tricky one. But if we match the performances of the last three games, we should smoke them. However... Football doesn't work like that over time, does it? Which is why I'm actually quite nervous for Saturday because it's a it is, it's a must win game for either team in it. I think it's must not lose for us. Mm. I think a draw is fine. It's not ideal, obviously, but if we come away from an away game with a draw, you're sort of saying right, they've not gained any ground on us. You've got Wigan playing Huddersfield, so only one of them can could gain ground on us technically. A draw might might not be the end of the world, but. If you, if you win, imagine if we win that game and Wigan and Huddersfield draw, we'll, we we look so much more comfortable, don't we? I think. Mm. Um, I don't know, I'll have to wait and see. Blackpool have the third worst home record in the division. Uh, just three wins, four draws from their 14 games so far. So pretty poor. We have the third worst away record in the division. Um, as, and, you know. and yet we still beat Sheffield United in that away record. Yes, that's right. Well, can we get yeah. a bonus point for that? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty, pretty average, pretty samey. Um, we've only won two, so Stoke and Sheffield are the two away wins, aren't they? Uh, for us, so yeah. Um, yeah, John Morrell says in the comments, Wigan and Huddersfield this weekend is a proper six pointer. Yeah, um, let's just touch on Huddersfield, Mick, because they're down there with us. They've had a change of manager, mm. man with a mystical and mythical and strange accent. Mark Fotheringham is left. Um, Good decision. It's, it's it's just had a transfer window. It's February. He has really struggled. I mean, they beat us, but only because we were horrific. 
Do you feel like it's a good time to, to change your mind just depending on where they get in? I don't... I, right at the beginning of this season, I, I predicted that Uddersfield, Uddersfield would be down there. Mm. Um, they, 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 I think behind the scenes, and again, I don't know, but it's just reading between the lines. Behind the scenes, things are not as they should be. I think financially, they're probably in some sort of difficulties, whether it be through financial fair play or whatever it is. Um, you know, I'm not saying that they're, they're, they're looking like going bust or anything like that, but I think they I get the feeling that they're trying to balance the books, mm. uh, which is why they, they they brought this manager in. I, th- I suspect probably on the cheap. I don't know, but but probably on the cheap. Um, and it's, you know, they've not done anything in the transfer window other than sell one of their best players, uh, as far as I'm aware. Um, so you know, the lad who went to Birmingham is it Sober Thomas? I think uh, Blackburn. Blackburn, sorry, just well, not Birmingham, Blackburn, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not surprised at the down here at all. I whether it's a good time to sack the manager, is there ever a good time? You know, I mean, I said, is this just a just a case of trying to appease the fans? You know, look, we're we're not doing very well, so it must be the manager's fault. Not that we haven't backed him, or you know, we're not giving him any support. No to do with that. It's just that he's rubbish. So yeah. we'll, we'll we'll find somebody else. Um, it'd be interesting to see who they set on next and whether it's going to be another unknown um, or whether they're going to try and I don't know, we'll have to wait and see um, <laughs> the, uh, the Twitter sphere was at Wilder was the was the first first name I saw linked with it yeah, but Chris Wilder's he's, he's, he's linked with every single available uh, yeah, he host, isn't he? You know, every time somebody's sacked, <laughs> you know, he's one of the first names that's mentioned, so um, I'll be very, very surprised if they're going to shell out for him. Bearing in mind the support they've given this manager in transfer window, both yeah. summer and and winter window, um, knowing that Wilder needs the support, expects the support. In fact, um, with his history, I, I'll be very, very surprised if they um, if they go for him. And if they do, I can't see him staying very long. No. Uh, his joint favourite with Neil Warnock. Now we all know I'm Neil really Warnock's not going to happen. No. So I don't know understand why mm. his joint favourite. Um, yeah. Nonsense. Yeah. They were they've been in free fall, I suppose. John Morell says the bloke was a fool, was as stupid as Steve Cottrell. Uh, any decent manager does a better job for him, yeah. I, I, I remember when he, both times he played us, he talked a bit of nonsense, Danny didn't he? I was severely unimpressed with him at the appointment in the first place and I agree. I seem to agree with all Huddersfield fans. It's it's just been a bit of a disaster. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think so. You you would have thought with Huddersfield being not not since uh, not long since being in the Premier League, they would want to be higher up the Championship than in a relegation dogfight. Um, but yeah, now looking for what is it third manager this season? Yeah. Well, Corbram was manager in pre-season, I think. So if you count pre-season, I think it would technically be the fourth. Christ. Yeah, they've. Um, not work that one out right have they <laughs> um but but then you have to consider if they want wilder would wilder take the job yeah you know like he's um moved up the pyramid got chef united very very high up the pyramid um i uh, then, then went away and then came back with middlesbrough i still don't think middlesbrough gave him enough time if i'm being honest no. um so he expects that like i say he expects the backing and then the time to effectively tinker get the thing together and then go for it um, well, I don't. I think Uddersfield are looking for the immediate solution now. That solution to try and keep them into the division and then go in again. 
Mm-hmm. And it's going to be very hard for them to find it, I think. Yeah. Because they're not going to pinch Wild- Taylor off us, are they? No. I think Wilder's <laughs> one of those, a bit like Dice, he's sort of earned, he's earned the right to wait for the right job, first of all. And also, if you look at what he did at Middlesbrough and at Sheffield United, initially, it was horrific. Sheffield United, to start with, he was the bottom of the league in October, something ridiculous like mm-hmm. that. So there's no evidence that it's going to have an instant impact. If you think in long term, the Wilder's brilliant. But I don't see an instant impact necessarily from Chris Wilder. Oh, there hasn't been in his past. Um, don't know. <laughs> it's strange. It might, it might work out in our favour. It might be a disaster and, and drop off. It might work in their favour and they might sign a point of gem and move up the table. We just don't know. Um, but yeah, a good couple of results. Wigan Drew as well. Wigan, Sean, Sean Maloney. Sean Maloney, is it? Is it Sean or Scott? Wigan's new manager. Oh, no, it is. Maloney. Another famous one. Him. <laughs> Maloney drew his first game for Wigan, uh, so they picked up a point, keeping themselves in a little bit of touch at Blackburn. And that was a dire game. That. that was a really, really bad game. Did you see? Did you, did you have an opinion on the disallowed goal, Nick? I didn't. I didn't see that. Okay. Um, I, I saw. I saw quite a bit of the game, but I didn't see that, unfortunately. Or fortunately, one or two. Um, I, I, I drifted off into another. Into another <laughs> another dimension about halfway through, so yeah. Okay. I mean, it's another one of those that I mean, you you look at Diaz and 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 people saying he's worth thirty odd million or whatever it is, and it's like, what? Mm. Really? Well, he's already signed a pre-contract agreement, so he's already off. Yeah, if I would say he's probably not interested. Then that's probably why. Yeah, I think um, so. But but yeah, he just. It's another one of those players that seems seems vastly overrated, overvalued. Mm. Sorry, um, in terms of, but yeah, there we go. Let's not get down into that because I might get, mm. I might dig myself another hole. I, I mean, I'm going to join in with you, Ian, Mick, and, and say it's as if some people do the shopping, you know, at Waitrose and M and S for players, but then when we, people buy players off us, it's like they've gone shopping at Lidl into yeah, yeah. the reduced section. It's like, mm. for example, take Sander Burge, for example, and he's valued at 30 million. If he's 30 million, Barlasser is bare minimum 20. Did you, did you watch Brexit game on Tuesday? Sander Berg was horrendous again yeah. against a non, against non-league team. Let's, let's, you know, I don't know if it's not that non-league team, obviously, but it was horrific again. I don't really get the... I'm starting to really worry if I don't know anything about football. Because I just don't I'm, see it. I'm starting to worry. I know nothing about finance. If I'm being honest, if, well, yeah. if these players are going for that much, I mean, yeah. we've got a better Norwegian in our squad. He's on loan from Leeds, and he's only 19. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, John Rell says, Mick, did you drift off into a world of Harry Souter YouTube videos? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was dreaming about Harry Souter up against uh, Diaz and work, trying to work out which one we're going to get to ball last. <laughs> Yeah. Um, right, back onto the Millers. Let's just look before we move on to the back backpool game completely. Let's just look at this run of fixtures because February is Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and then Monday, obviously, with the Swansea game. Um, but it's potentially a big run of fixtures. We've got Blackpool away on Saturday, Reading away on Tuesday, Coventry at home, who've gone into the massive dip of form, which they can do. Sunderland at home all about their talisman in Ross Stewart and then Swansea over again a bit of a basket case of a club. So there's 15 points up for grab there, Mick. Mm. I'm, we're not going to get 15 points, obviously, but every single one of those is a winnable game for us. Yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you? You would think so. Um, 
it's just one at a time, isn't it? Without sounding like a football manager, um, it, it, <laughs> they are all winnable without a shadow. I think the toughest one, well, there's, there's two tough ones. I think the trip to Reading, we never do very well at Reading, ever. They're uh, a different team to, to in August as well, aren't they? Uh, and they are, absolutely, they are, yeah. Uh, but very, very inconsistent. Um, Swansea, you know, we're going to we're gonna watch that on TV, obviously. Um, even if it even if it was Saturday at thirty two and a half quid for for a, a ten hour eleven hour round trip is a bit a bit steep, but on a Monday yeah. night that's outrageous. Um, and we know that you know we, Sky are going to be creaming themselves about seventy eighty percent possession for Swansea. Um, but yeah, I can see us going there and nicking something definitely, definitely. Um, so the winnable games, you're absolutely right. But once one at a time, we've got mm-hmm. to maintain. We've got to maintain this. Uh, this intensity that we've played with. And if we do that, we're going to come out of the back end of February very, very close to um, to that safety mark, I hope. Mm. I really do. Yeah. April's a horrific month as well. Uh, it, it is a horrific month, sorry. You've got Hull, West Brom, Norwich, Luton, Burnley, Bristol City and Middlesbrough. And that's just in April. Yeah, we are they in March. Well, do we? But then in March, you've got Birmingham who have dropped off again, Preston who are a bang average, Cardiff who are, who are a, a, again a basket case. So, yeah, let's see. And Wigan, and obviously Wigan last day of the season as well. Um, Belter. Danny, what's your view on that run of games? Maybe, maybe reset's not the right word, but it's just yeah, that's, that's February. We, we started with a draw against the second in the league. What is it? Is it a huge run of fixtures? Or is it just just to sort of get on with like Mick says one game at one game at a time? Yeah, I, th- I think um, <clears throat> just get on with it one game at a time. I think the squad knows and probably Taylor knows that we do have enough stuff about us to stay up. It's just the question of how comfortable do you want to make it, lads? Mm. You know, we know we're having United, we don't make it very comfortable, do we? It's gonna be edge of the seat. Um but I tried to work this out last night with our last and for some reason we got 32 points at rest of the season which is vastly wow. overrated exactly that's vastly over, i think that's best case scenario if i'm doubling what we've got now yeah exactly that's that's near enough bang average like tenth ish yeah so i think that's best case um scenario if i'm being honest and positive thinking which we love um but being realistic and probably thinking yeah could see that happening rather than you know, let's hope for it. Mm. We'll probably see he's getting maybe 19 for the rest of the season, which would put us on 51, mm. which I think is like, mm, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. But we, well, it, it could swing either way. I think aim for 50 and then go from there now, I think. Yeah. I still think 50 will do you. I still, I still think less than that will do you, to be honest with you. Um, Wigan have got 26 points after 29 games. They're probably not going to get to fifty. Blackpool have got twenty-seven from twenty-nine games. They're probably not going to get to fifty. Um, we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see. Obviously, unless they have a sharp, sharp turnaround, I can't. I can't see Wigan almost doubling their points tally in the seventeen games they've got. We know what it's like to be in the position that Wigan are in at the moment. We've been there. Yeah, we for the last four times we've been in championship, or yeah. virtually anyway. So you know when you get to this stage of the season and you're still sort of in the mid to mid mid twenties points, you know mm. that it's it's a massive, massive hill to climb. And yet a couple of times we've almost managed to climb that hill, but True. and once we, we worn up, we managed we did do. Um but 
it, it is a huge hill to climb. But it's down to us. It's absolutely down to us. So, Just done yeah. a bit of quick maths for you, lads. If we maintain our current um, points per game ratio, which is roughly 1.1 if you round it, mm. um, uh, over the course of the season, that would get us 50.6 points, around it up to 51. Um, so if we maintain it, I think my prediction's bang on, you know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear where I think we'll pick these points up? Don't quote me on this because um, don't quote me on it because it's partially wishful thinking as well. So, and I'm sorry to John Morell in advance. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so slightly wishful thinking, but like, mm, yeah, I could see it. Uh, I reckon three at Blackpool, um, one at Reading, one against Prog Coventry, probably lose against Sunderland. Um, one against Swansea, one against QPR, one against Birmingham, one against Preston, probably beat Cardiff, um, draw against Hull, draw against West Brom, lose to Norwich, uh, draw against Luton, lose to Burnley, lose to Bristol City, slightly wishful of a draw at Middlesbrough, and then I think we'll beat Wigan. Mm, I, can't, I can't disagree with most of those. I've just realised, though, the Easter weekend is West Brom on Friday, Norwich on Monday. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I'd take so a good. point out of them two games, if I'm being honest, lad. I probably would, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. I would hope in Cobran would leave to Leeds and they'd get Steve Bruce back in or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Dan and Moore back from, uh, from uh, down the road at Swildsborough. Imagine if that had happened. Wouldn't it have been glorious? It would have been so sweet. Would. Um, Interesting thing is, lads, we've got the most draws in the division. Mm. Yeah, we had that last time. Mm. But we had we had the ability of turning the wins into draws, didn't we? Whereas I feel yeah. like this time we're turning losses into draws. It does, yeah, the draws do yeah. feel different this time. Yeah, just about to say, like the draw against Sheffield United, for example. Mm. Actually, and we're no, also not, not losing one nil a thousand times either, or, or mm. two, whatever. Those one goal deficit losses are, are, have disappeared um, so far. <laughs> Mm. Which is like so, six games, one nil. And sometimes we have actually turned draws into wins by hook yeah. or by crook, haven't yeah. we? Stoke. Yeah, Stoke, Sheffield United Sheffield as well. United, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not Blackburn. <laughs> not, mm-hmm. not our, um yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see, won't we? John Morell says uh, unless the bottom three going to still we reckon forty eight points will be enough. I'm not even convinced you'll need forty eight, but we'll see. I, I, I mean, I'm thinking somewhere around 45 again, just because how bad some of those teams are. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes over the next three months, whenever we are. Um, yeah. Uh, moving back onto the Blackpool game, they we've talked about them. Those their sort of game on Tuesday, which may have felt like a win in the end to them, but they are 13 games without a win, Mick. Mm. Um, Mick McCarthy, I don't know, he's not been in that long, but he's clearly not had much of an impact. That was his first point since he came into the job. So there's been no instant impact, which is which is strange for Mick McCarthy. Mick McCarthy's going to have an impact. It's normally within the first two or three games, isn't it? Yeah, but what you do, what you're seeing with this is that Mick McCarthy's taking over with his with his techniques from a, from one of these more modern mm. touchy feely coaches. And the only way Mick McCarthy's a touchy feely kind of bloke is if he's punching you, isn't he? You know, he's a balancer lad. He's not. <laughs> he's a balancer lad. He don't do touchy feely, you know. So that's that. There is a there is a part of that that that's going to take some take some turning around. 
and, mm. and some players may or may not respond to it. Um, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to see how they pan out, how it pans out for them. Honestly, I don't care how it pans out for them. Uh, no. So long as he doesn't manage to turn it around before Saturday, he can do what he wants after that. So long as um, you know, as long as they're not affecting us. Um, mm. So, but I suspect he's not going to have the impact that people thought that he might. You know, he's he's a bit he's a bit he's a bit sort of Sam Allardyce. Is it in that category now? And you know, the Sam Allardyce, Tony Pulis, English Managers Association type. So. We'll see. Fingers crossed yeah. it, uh, it doesn't pan out for him. Yeah. He took over on the 19th of uh, January. They have lost in the FA Cup, lost to Middlesbrough 3-0 and then drawn. So it's only third game, I suppose. Mm. Um, yeah, John Morales has survived with somebody to consider so many daft goals because they took, took charge would think that would be corrected straight away. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're the sort of basics, Danny, of Mick McCarthy, Sam Allardyce, Neil Warnock. You come in and game one, you saw him when Warnock came in in 2000 and whatever it was, 15. The first thing he did, the first game against, I think, Birmingham, we drew nil-nil. And it was a horrific game. Mm. But it was nil-nil. We didn't look like conceding. That's really surprised they've conceded. Well, if you include the Southampton game, they've conceded seven goals in three games. That's that's a massive concern for them. Yeah, it is. It makes you think that the issue wasn't just the manager's tactics and application. Mm. Maybe it's something else there as well. Um, but you know that's not for me to comment because I don't want to make things up and get in trouble on social media about Blackpool, do you? <laughs> uh, hello, hello, Tangerine fans. Um, <laughs> but yeah, with, with like you say, with the likes of Warnocks, your Allardyce and your um, uh, your Dyches as well. I mean, look at Sean Dyche mm. going to Everton straight away, big one nil mm. win against Arsenal, who looks set to win Premier League this year. That's I think that's what Blackpool were hoping for with Mick McCarthy coming in. Mm. Um, but he's got a job. He's got a job on, you know, with Blackpool. Um, and if he keeps them up, you know, you have to hold your hands up and go, yeah, fair play to him. But I don't think it's the start Blackpool would have wanted. I miss out the Southampton game because it's a little bit of a free hit in FA Cup, to be fair, when you're wanting to survive in the second tier. But again, it's like, you know, you should really be beating your relegation rivals if you've got a new manager and a new application of tactics, etc., etc. Just to bring a bit of positivity and confidence into it. But then they go down to 10 men and, thankfully for them, scrape a drawer out of it. Mm. And for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. Andrew Barlow says he's looking forward to the Blackpool game. There's five of them in the hospitality. Got to be quiet if they score. Just hope we go for the win and not be happy with the draw. Yep, yeah, that's big... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and moving, moving on to us, Mick. That's, 
that's the key question, really. We mentioned earlier, it's a, it's a must-not-lose for us. And it is. You know, if a draw is better than a much, much, much better than a loss. Yeah. But you can't go out like that. You, you, and this is the first time we're, and we're learning on the job, as I suppose, with Matt Taylor. We don't know if he's going to do that. I don't think he will. But it's important not to just sort of sit back. Because if, if you they've, they've shown on Tuesday night, if you give them a bit of momentum, they can clearly pull something out of a game. It's, it's important for us to try and take control of the game if possible. Yeah, it is, absolutely. And, and one thing I would say about Matt Taylor, which differs to the last regime, is that he, he does change the way we play mm. to a degree, dependent on the opposition, as he's proved with the last three games. You know, um, He's obviously done his homework against Blackburn. Yeah, we got, we got lucky in terms of that opening goal being so early, but mm. then he just put them to the sword, absolutely put them to the sword. He, he recognised what their weaknesses were and, and exploited them. Um, and then... Likewise, with Watford and Sheffield United, that the way that we played was was the, the tactics were different, and, and we, we you know we, we went out and stopped them playing, and so he's going to do the same thing, um, and, and look at what their weaknesses are. I suspect it will be a different uh, approach on Saturday to the one it was last Saturday. I think it'll be far more attacking, um, and at least I hope so. Anyway, um, for me, you know, we need to be going for jugular. Let's get in there, get in the faces, and get you know get get that early goal. Mm. If we get that early goal with a, with the quality that we've got in the side at the moment, we should be absolutely, absolutely fine. Um, but you know, like I say, I'm 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 impressed with the way Matt Taylor's dealt with the last three games, the ones before not so much, but he's he's changed. You know, and I, know, I don't want to keep harking back to that, but it, it's it's a decent. It's a decent line in sand, I suppose, if that's the right word. That he's he's, he's recognised what's not happening and, and changed it, and then changed each game since, albeit much to a much lesser degree. So, I think we'll see a different um, approach on Saturday to the one we're seeing. Yeah, yeah, I probably agree. I mean, these types of teams, Danny, when they just when they when they're on a, when teams when teams are on bad runs and they've got a new manager, the best thing you can do is get an early goal against them. And just try and put them in, put them down, put them in the place a little bit. Because if we get an early goal, it, black, their ground may be rocking before before. And if you score it first five minutes, other than they were, they'll be deathless, aren't it? Won't it? You put a, put pressure on the players as well as the fans a little bit. Yeah, definitely. A um, little bit cheaper, Blackpool, not to offer uh, that extra allocation. Because <laughs> um, anyway, um, I won't comment. I won't comment on that. But we've sold it out, so that'll do. Um, yeah, I mean, with the early goal, we always do better when we score first because I don't think we've not picked up a single point when we've conceded well, first. We've which, comments, yeah. yeah, which is a little bit worrying, but you know, just put them in the place, get the early goal, um, and then just play our way. You know, dictate the play. That, that's, that's sort of what you have to do when you go to an away ground, anyway. Just dictate, mm. dictate, dictate the play and play your way and don't let them play their way because if they get to play their way on home turf then you know it, it odds are on that they're gonna do something against you but with a fair following of sold out 1900s it'll be a decent racket from being mm. honest we could have had more uh, we, we could have sold more as well but anyway 1900 mils is sending on blackpool it's a shame the tower's not open um but yeah well, I, I, well, I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. But I'm nervous at the same time. And here's, and here's the thing, right? I've been in contact with um, 
Dave Scrivens, who organises our coaches, the pub that we're going to in Blackpool isn't a pub where you can get a free pint from Fan Hub. And I am fuming about it. <laughs> On, right, because they've lost that market thing, haven't they? Right, where you can spend them credits and buy a free brew yeah. dog in one of their pubs. And the pub we're going to isn't one of those. I'm fuming. <laughs> I'm absolutely fuming. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you going for a donkey ride? Will there be donkeys out in, in February, do you think? I, I mean, Matt, I've lost either. I've lost a lot of weight recently. I think he got but sent I... off the other night and he's been suspended now, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Very good. Yeah, I've, I've lost a lot of weight recently, Matt, but I still think I'm a bit too heavy for a donkey. <laughs> Never know. I, I look like Jeremy Clarkson riding that donkey. Do you remember when he did that on Top Gear? <laughs> yeah. That'll be me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, fish and chips then. I'll get fish and chips. Good, good yeah. slots. I'll, I'll, I'll take some two peas in. Yeah. Um, be great. Um, let's talk about how, how, how we are going to look on Saturday, Mick. IOC 19 says Keener in midfield Saturday. Tough one. I'll start with midfield because that's the only real talking point, I think, personally. Uh, you got Keener who's fit and back, ready to go. Yeah, I'd love to see him play. But which one of those three are you going to take the shirt off? Because it'd be so harsh to see a Dolphin back at it team, or even Coventry, or, or Rathbone's not going to be dropped, is it? No, no, uh, no. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what a place to start! I mean, you can't drop any of those three. I, I suppose if it's going to be anybody, it will be Conor Coventry, just on the basis that he's only played one game. Um, the other two are, and the other two we know are banging form. But it, again, it depends on on how Matt Taylor and his his team see Blackpool, how this how he sees them setting up and where he where he considers their dangers and weak points are. You know, if 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 he considers that maybe pulling out Coventry or even or, or even God forbid a Dauphin with it out of that midfield for Keener, if if he's going to cause more problems within there, then I'm sure he'll do it. Um, but for me, it would be harsh to drop any of them. But if it was going to be one, it would be Coventry just simply on the basis that he he you know he's, he's only played one game, he's not really in form, and he's not really he's not really kind of earned the shirt, and I'm, that's a bit even that's harsh to say that you know what I mean. Um, but it depends it depends what he wants from that midfield, whether he wants that creativity and spark and and forward. Um, Attacking momentum, or whether he wants wants it to be a bit more solid in there, we'll have to wait and see. I yeah, we will. Um, go on, I wouldn't change it personally. Yeah, um, John Mel says doesn't see him getting in the same eleven if he's the same lad who was at Barnsley, including right. from last season. A couple of their big main players. You have uh, Jerry Yates, who scored nine goals this season. I can't see him being as bad as he was at New York Stadium. Really. It can't be as bad as he was at New York Stadium because he. I'm not completely sure he was on pitch. I'd have to watch game back to try to make sure of that because they were that bad. So he's going to be somewhere today. And Josh Bowler has returned to the club about four months after leaving to go to Olympiacos, who is a very, very good player who scored against Huddersfield. A um, couple of things. Jamie, we'll start with this one, Danny. Would you drop off Benny? Um, James says, uh, I'll, let you have, I'll, let, I'll let you have a crack on that one. What would you do with that front three? Um, <laughs> that's, an head, that's an head scratcher that good grief my iPhone is still working by the way it's just me being quiet um, <laughs> what would I drop up Benny 
Um, I, I think to drop Ogbeni, we'd have to shuffle the front line. I mm. think if we were to drop Ogbeni and bring in another striker, for example, if Kelly's fit or to play uh, Hugo and Wash at the same time, I would drop Ogbeni, play a front two, uh, and then have Fozu in behind the two because he can operate there. The only downside to that is that you miss out on a lot of wide play if you've mm. still got your three in midfield. Um, so, yeah, could go 4-4-2, potentially having Kyoso on that right side um, and then push Fozu out to the left-hand side. That, ooh, that's an, or even being Bramall in oh, on the left-hand side. Or Fergie, yeah. I mean, Fergie can actually operate on both wings mm. now that we've seen that. Because we saw a right, thing oh. of him and him and Gio swapping wings for a little bit, but it seemed like a right foot though. No, he don't. He don't. But anyway, um, yeah, that's a difficult one. I think to play the system we played against Sheffield United and and such, I'd keep Ogbeni in. But if we want to really confuse Blackpool about how we're going to play, I would bring Ogbeni out and then shuffle the front line. Mm. Okay. Um, IFC says Fossil on the right, Fergie on the left. Um, yeah, that's an option. Says, why would you drop? Why would you change a team after recent performances? Don't think you can drop anybody. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't drop Chio because I just think he gives you too much. Nicholas Skimmel says he, he, he gets, he draws your fouls and your set pieces. He gets you, he gets you up the pitch in quick time, especially when you're in the breakaway from home. Mm. We'll be breaking more than we would do at home as well. Um, if I was going to drop anybody from the front three, it'd be Fossu. I, I, I thought Fossu played quite well last week, but for me, Chio's proven. I know what Chio can do. I'm going to worry about that. He might have an off game here and there, but I know what Chio can do. There is an argument make to bring Fergie back in for one, for either of them. If you want, if you want, whoever you want to drop, but there is an argument for that. But it was an excellent performance, so it, there's a massive argument. So don't worry about it. Just keep it. Mm. Uh, the, 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 I don't see an argument for for changing it at all. Mm. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Just keep it as it is. Keep it as it is. It, it's, it worked fine, uh, and it will work better against teams who are defensively not as strong as Sheffield United are. Uh, but, there, but there weren't an argument to, to change Fergie out in the first place, were there? Well, I no. suppose. To, to... I, I, I suppose you could argue that as well. So. It's we're going to go around in circles with this, aren't we? Because we really don't know ultimately. Um, everybody's got a different opinion, and probably everybody's different. All those different opinions are probably just as valid as each other, you know. So, um, I don't know. See what Matt Taylor does. I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't alter any of it. Mm. I didn't think I'd have to think this much on a Wednesday. Good grief. <laughs> um, IUC19 says Fergie offers a proper ball into the box if the, he thinks that Fosu is too precious to drop, which is interesting. Mm. Um, I suspect we'll see. A, I suspect we'll see an unchanged formation. Uh, I think we've seen Matt Taylor change formation already, so we, I think we, we we all sort of think oh, I might change formation again. I wonder if this is just what he wants to play. Um, this is the players they've got. Four-four-two, um, mm. you lose a man in midfield, which we need. With the three men in midfield, works perfectly. Um, if you somebody put in the comments four two three one again, if you put if you if you do four two three one, you're still losing probably one of those midfielders. Mm-hmm. Um, I think four three three suits what we've got. The only change I could see is Keener. 
coming in for probably Coventry. Mm. Again, that's that's probably harsh. Just having uh, a look at how Blackpool lined up. Um, mm. They lined up in a four-two-three-one, or at least Footmob thinks they did. Um, so it was for us to do four-three-three. It does offer that bit more defensive security, like with a, a Dolphin, for example, he can drop back in and help the defence out. And uh, same with Coventry as well. So that I, I could see them two actually staying in, to be honest. And then keeping the three, it'll keep their two deeper midfielders busy. Um, and then just and then if we keep the wide players of that three, it'll keep their back four busy as well. So mm. I think potentially an unchanged eleven. Mm. Um, John Morrell says he'd always want pace out wide, especially against teams low on confidence. It's mm. the one thing that we'll always hurt them. Yeah, we said this at the start of the season, we all signs were made. Mm. There's one thing that a fullback and a, and a central defender don't want to go up against. They don't want to go up against pace. Yeah. There's, there's tricks to get around a big man, and you know, there's tricks around to get other players. If, if somebody runs past you, they run past you. That's it. <laughs> yeah. um, Gio's and and that's one man. thing we're blessed with in, in, this, in this squad is pace. There, there's, yeah. there's pace just about all over. Well, there is pace in every position almost. Mm. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, agreed. Um, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the four at the back, Mick, Nicholas Skidmore brings up, also got to think about Tuesday going forward as well. Mm. And then we'll bring up Peltier um, as, as the one, because I don't know whether he can. I'm just making this up because of his age. But then there is maybe a conversation about, say, right, can Peltier play four games Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday? There's going to be potentially questions there, and he meant to manage his minutes over the next week or two. I don't see that, as, that. That is no issue whatsoever, is it? You've got Peter Kioso sitting. Well, that's what I'm asking. Do you do it now or do you yeah. do it Tuesday? I, I, I don't know. Again, it depends. You know anything? Is there no. anything you know? <laughs> I, I listen, as you as you are very very well aware, I make it all up as I go along. <laughs> um, I mean, you've got you've got Peter Kioso there. Mm. Who, who again has got bags and bags of pace? He's 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 probably a better right back than Peltier, arguably. I don't certainly going know. forward, yeah, certainly right going back. forward, he is. Um, I mean, Pelts is brilliant, but but get him near the opposition box, and he just he, he will <laughs> not put that ball in. Where he completely refuses. <laughs> it's like <laughs> if you, if he were a sure jumper, he'd just run straight into the fence, wouldn't he? You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> not having it, not doing it. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't think that's an issue. Um, I, I think um, uh, Bailey Wright we should be clear of the concussion. Should yeah, should be. So he'd be available if Grant Hall is is not, or is another one that we would like to manage in terms of his uh, in terms of his um, you know fitness levels. Um, so we're, I think we're all right personally. I, I, I genuinely do. Um, to be playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. We've got a lot of youth in there um, as well. So, no, I'm happy with that. Yeah. And this is why, this is one of the reasons that Matt Tiller wanted more depth in the squad for the for these runs. You know, he wanted an extra couple of extra central defender, an extra couple of midfielders, an extra striker um, for these sort of runs of games. So he has got options to change things. Up. Not only if we play badly, but also to, to freshen it up uh, if, yeah. if you need to. On these runs of games, John Morell says from again, Birmingham says likes of Deeney and the older older ones. The second game isn't necessarily issue; it's the third game in a row the following weekend that they seem to struggle with. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any other changes or selection 
headaches, issues. Danny, maybe Georgie back on the bench. We always love to see Georgie back on the bench, wouldn't we? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Georgie. He should bench. be available. There's no reason to think Georgie won't be available, is there? At the minute. No, I mean he's had that little. I mean he was in contention for the Sheffield United game, mm. just didn't make the 18. Um, yeah, I'd love to see Georgie back on the bench. I'd love him to score. Twice against Blackpool, once and once away. That'd yeah. be mint. Um, and I also want to see Hugo and Kelly operate together, weirdly. Because mm. I think that'd prove fruitful. You know, you've got the bulldozer in Georgie and then the... I was going to say something that would get me in trouble. The finesse in Hugo as well. So that could that could be a good partnership, I think. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Anybody else you'd like to see on the bench, Mick? Kyoso wasn't even on the bench last week. No, no, got, yeah. This is the squad we're talking about now, isn't it? And would it be yeah, yeah, yeah. on bench? I, I, I won't care so on bench without a shadow. I, 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 unless there's an injury in there or an illness or something that prevented him being on bench, I'm, I was really surprised at that. Um, so now I'd like to see Georgie Kelly back in there, Kioso on the bench as well. Um, Keener, if he's fit, uh, would, be, would be on there as well. So, um, yeah. He's it's got, it's got some. He's got some sort of. He's got some uh, headaches coming up on him, Matt Taylor, in terms of who he's going to select and and, mm. and where he's going to play him. Um, so yeah, glad I'm not him. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think Tommy should be available for the squad. He certainly was in training. The pictures that club tweeted out, he was in training, uh, which looked like full training as well. Um, right. You know those things from training. Go on. The video that they've put out on Instagram has royally wound me up. The Jaffa, the Jaffa cake debate. I haven't seen this on the. I haven't seen it on Instagram. Right, so Go on, let's open it up. <laughs> right, so players are just coming in after they've had the session, and I don't know which which member of the media team it is. Whether it's Sam Kellum or um, oh, um, I forget the other guy's name. The, the blade that we've got. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know which one it is, but we asked him, so asked the Jaffa cake on a plate, is it a cake or a biscuit? And an annoying amount of players say it's a biscuit, not a cake, and it's royally wound me up. <laughs> well, Even George, George, he said it was a biscuit, and it's really upset me that he said that. Mick? What? A cake or biscuit? Well, it closes in title, isn't it? I'd say so. <laughs> I think it's the, yeah, the, the, the excuse is it's on biscuit aisle or it's in the biscuit cupboard. It's like, but it's it's a sponge thing with. I can't believe we're having this conversation. It's a sponge bottom with a bit of um, jelly stuff covered in chocolate. It's a cake. It's not a. Well, you can't dunk I'll, it in. I'll your, be honest, you I can't am. dunk it in your tea. It's not a biscuit. You could dunk. You could dunk it in your tea. Do you want it chocolate would, it tea, Matthew? <laughs> I don't, don't know when I like tea. Maybe <laughs> chocolate, so it might work. Uh, but you, you, well, you, you dip a chocolate digestive, wouldn't you? So if you just said it's a biscuit, I'm going to throw pens at you. <laughs> John Morell <laughs> says it's a cat kit. Like actually, I quite like Jaffa cat kits. Actually, yeah, I'll accept that. Right, couple of score. Let's do score predictions before we do move on to a little bit of other stuff. Uh, Mick, do you want to start us off? Um, I'm gonna go two one Millers. I'm gonna sorry, make I'll cut you off. Sorry, no, 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 you're fine. No, <laughs> go on, uh, I think it's gonna be two nil to us. Perfect. I will go negative and one one. 
Which I'll take. Um, Nicholas Gibmore says 2 1. Harvey Kellick says 2 0. Power Mad UK says 3 0 to Rotherham, 1 uh, 0 to Wigan. Uh, John S says 3 2 to the Millers. John Rail fans is just for a 2 1. Chris Tedder says 2 0. Joshua Hinchliffe says Hugel and Fosu to get their first goals 2 0. RUFC 19 says 2 0. Georgia Brace. I'd <laughs> be interesting. Um, and Kim Hayward says 2 0. Uh, YouTube just says 3 0 to us. Interesting. A lot of positivity. We like that a lot. Um, and Cheryl Stone says 2 1 to the Millers. Fantastic. Cheryl also says, just to settle the debate once and for all, and it's what I was trying to think of and I couldn't remember. HMRC have agreed that it's a cake, not a biscuit, for tax There we go. There you go. That's official. There so we you're go. saying we should always trust the tax man? Just saying. That's all. Listen. <laughs> anyway. No biscuit tack on the Jaffa cakes. Correct. Danny um, tweeted a bit of a tease earlier. And we have got big news. For, we've, we've, there is a reason we're doing, th- doing today's episode today. Mm. And, um, well, if you're just telling you, I'll just, I've, I've, we've got this little bit somewhere together. Keep it alive. Rathbone still going after it. Ollie Rathbone on his left foot. Oh, he's over the line. No, it's off the bar. He's given a goal, Ollie Rathbone. The skipper, Ollie Rathbone. Ollie Rathbone sweeps it home. We speak with Rotherham's current captain, Ollie Rathbone, about all things Rotherham United. Out Friday morning, wherever you get your podcasts, only on New York Talk. So, Friday morning, special episode, audio only, on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we will be speaking to Ollie Rathbone about all things Rotherham United. Um, very excited to see Ollie. We love Ollie. Um, I'm really, really excited. Space, you can see my mixed face. Very, very excited. I think. Come on, yes. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. What do you want to ask him? Let's let's add to it. What what, what are you going to? We hopefully, assuming he remembers, we're speaking to him on Thursday evening, which will be out Friday morning. Uh, what do you want? What are you going to ask him? I'll just pronounce his name properly. Him or me? What? what? Assuming who remembers? Well, you and him. <laughs> Uh, you've, I mean, was that a question directed at Danny? No, even, well, start with you, but if you haven't got anything. You're a low baller from I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> fine. <laughs> as long as you don't ask about referees and stuff like that, I think we'll probably be fine. I, I won't ask um, him about, about punching punching officials. That's uh, that, that's off the agenda. That, that, that's a shame. That was going to be my second question to him, like <clears throat> about getting up in the faces of referees to the point where he legit jumps up and down complaining at him. I love that. It's brilliant to see. But my first question is how to pronounce his surname properly, because everybody in the comments always has a go at me when I say Rathbone. I know it's Rathbone, it's just how my tongue works. I say Rathbone. We'll ask him. He's from, he's from Lancashire, I assume, I assume it's Rathbone. It's like Doddard, isn't it? And places like that, you don't pronounce all the letters. Um... I'll find out for Adam Odin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, few comments to obviously wants to know what was Taylor like in the dressing room. What was the mood in the camp when the manager leaves? Um, interesting, interesting question. We'll do what we can. Uh, there was also the contract situation. Paul Davis has put an article out today suggesting there is potentially positive news in terms of both parties being interested. I don't think there's anything agreed. I mean, we can ask him, uh, <laughs> I don't think we'll get the answer. Um, but yeah, that'll be out Friday morning. Go on, me. No, nothing. I just read some comments. That's all. 
<laughs> Palmad's comments tickled me. We're to ask him if it's Jaffa cake, cake or biscuit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just going to go out and buy a pack of Jaffa cakes ready for us talking to him, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I'm more interested in Andrew Barlow's comments. Is it Simon LeBone then? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We will ask, we'll, we'll speak to him all sorts of nonsense. That's, this is going to be audio only. It's not going to be on YouTube. So if you want to get it, just I say iTunes, Spotify, New York Talk, uh, wherever you find podcasts, it will be out there. All being well Friday morning. Um, it's also worth mentioning, and I've not told this to the club or anybody else, but our record after speaking to players is truly horrific. Oh. Um, we spoke to Richard Wood and lost 4-2 to Fleetwood. We spoke to Victor Johansson and lost 1-0 uh, to Accrington on Boxing Day. We spoke to Dan Barlas and I think lost to Fleetwood again. Um, so hopefully nobody from the club is listening to this. Otherwise, we'll never speak to anybody from the club ever again. Um, <laughs> ah, but you have to remember, we spoke to those players under the previous manager. So Ollie is the first one under the current manager, so it might break the hoodoo. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, Mick, is there anything you're thinking you want to know? Normally, unnormally, any, any questions you can think of? There's a few bits and pieces, to be honest, and uh, I think uh, one of the ones that I'm interested in is why you've seen 19th Paul there about growing up. Having a father who was a footballer as well—that's uh, that's a banging question. Quite an interesting subject, that, and uh, my uh, my wife already has a question for him on that. So, um, we'll, uh, we'll, well, I'm not going to ask you now, am I? <laughs> All right, okay. John <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bell says, "Can we ask him to get another player on before we play Birmingham?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Nicholas Skimmer said, it's brilliant that these players are willing to do it. Yeah, it is. And it's great that the club are letting us do it. As you can imagine, with the, media, with the, media, with the club, they've got to protect the club. You know, the, the last, thing that, last thing that they want is for us to ask him a question, like Mick asked Woody about punching referees. And they come out and, they come out and, yeah, and, they, and then they get and then they get a three-match ban. Or, you know, if, if, Ollie, if, if Ollie was to say, we asked him a leading question, and he said something about Blackpool, I could do Blackpool team talk for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> So mm. yeah, we do appreciate the club allowing these players to uh, to come on and, like I said, like Nicholas says, the players are willing to come on and speak to us, us idiots um, as well. <laughs> so appreciate that as well. Um, Absolutely, it's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, again, go and subscribe now while you remember. Go sub- if you click subscribe, it'll just download it automatically. We'll tweet loads of nonsense about it as well on Friday morning. If there's any issues, obviously we'll tweet out saying there's been an issue. I, it should be good to go. You can listen to it Friday morning, or it might be quite good to listen to it on the way to Blackpool. I don't know. You could do a listen to this podcast. I say you could listen to this podcast and then that podcast, but by the time you listen to this, you'll have already listened to this podcast. That idea would, would be too late, wouldn't it, Mick? Um, Are you just confusing me now? Is it a cake <laughs> or a biscuit? <laughs> <laughs> um, John, John wants to know, ask, ask him if he thinks Harry Suter's worth 15 million quid. Well, there's no point asking him that, John, is there? We all know the answer to that. <laughs> Um, I have this horrible thought of me being on the couch going to Blackpool and someone puts my, our, our chat with Ollie on the loudspeakers on the couch what, No, what? we want everybody to listen to it individually so we get the numbers ah, Okay, <laughs> yeah, don't do that <laughs> Just silence on the couch everyone with headphones on, much better That works, that works, <laughs> yeah You can all have a beer you know, just yeah. a silence. 57 listeners on one couch that'd be mint, Matt <laughs> 
you're, you're in charge of coaching. You just tell them all to download it individually. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, that'll be out Friday morning. We will be back as usual on Sunday for the review of the Blackpool game as we look ahead to Reading, two big games coming up in a week, two big away days coming up in a short space of time. Anything else that you two want to mention before we uh, wrap it up? It's definitely a cake. <laughs> okay. Make... No. I know, you, I, know you, I know you think it's a cake. I know. I know get it. Um, cool. So thank you all. Please do subscribe. If you're not, if you're listening or watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're not watching on YouTube, go over and subscribe. Make sure you've subscribed to the iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you've subscribed. Otherwise, you might miss the other Athlete episode, which I'm pretty sure will be quite good. Not not, not from us, uh, but I'm sure Ollie will be great to speak to. Um, Danny, it's been a pleasure. I know it's I know it's a cake, mate. I know. I get it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I'm in good company with that. And I'm going to get rinsed for it anyway, but yeah. <laughs> and Rick, always a pleasure. And I'll see you, uh, see you soon. You will. Thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you next time. Nice. Bye. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.